Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, there was one positive aspect about Sunday, and that's Merrill Reese and Mike Quick had another sensational broadcast on the radio. Unfortunately for them and for the Eagles, they were calling a rather brutal game. Birds lost to the Seahawks 17-9 at the link. Seahawks, quite frankly, didn't play well enough to win, but the Eagles played worse. The voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, is here. Merrill, I know it was very frustrating. Leaving the stadium, what were your main thoughts? It is frustrating. You're, you're absolutely right, and I think tremendously frustrating for the fans who had such high hopes these last two weeks when you saw the schedule you knew they were going to be tough but both of these games against the Patriots and the Seahawks were absolutely winnable neither team neither opponent played at their best in fact the Seahawks yesterday were as bad as I've seen them play in the Russell Wilson era he did not play well they sacked him a bunch of times he missed through some balls that were to open receivers It was not a good day for Russell Wilson. The Eagles' defense, give them credit, they played well. But Carson Wentz continues to struggle, and they made too many mistakes. They had injuries on the right side of the offensive line. Lane Johnson, you knew, was not going to play in that game. He's still in concussion protocol. But then, surprisingly, Brandon Brooks, who's been having an all-pro season, was out with an illness. So without them on the right side of the offensive line, the Seahawks took absolute control and came crashing in at Carson Wentz. But Wentz was inaccurate. He threw two interceptions. He fumbled the ball several times. It was just a disaster. You're totally right, Merrill. Let's focus on some of those things you said uh, near the end of your comment there. Uh, like you said, Wentz inaccurate, missing guys. He's still holding onto the ball too long, turned it over a lot. What do you do with him at this point? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Doug Peterson is far more equipped to know what to do at this point than I. But he is not playing the way that he is capable of playing. I think he's pressing. He's, as you said, he is holding the ball too long. And it's like a pitcher who gets into trouble and starts aiming the ball instead of just reaching back and letting it go. Everything seems very mechanical. And he's missing. He missed Miles Sanders, uh, who was about... Five yards away from him, he threw a 10 feet over his head. So it's it's not the Carson Wentz that we've seen over the past several years. Uh, maybe he just needs to play carefree and not think too much. You said it yesterday on your broadcast. He just needs to go out there and, and start slinging it out there like Brett Favre would. He, he's probably overthinking. It's easy for us to say, but then it's tough to get into, into the, the head of a quarterback and, and know what is going through in his mind. But there's no doubt that he is aiming and pressing and not letting his natural talent just come through. Well, it certainly does. It, it didn't help yesterday that Lane Johnson missed the entire game. Brandon Brooks missed most, most of it. And in the, in the post-game media availabilities, Jason Peters even suggested to reporters that if he has to, he'll move to the other side because Andre Dillard just he wasn't up to it. And Andre Dillard even said on Friday, two days before the game, that it's really difficult to move from the left to the right. It's like if you're if you're writing an essay and you're right-handed, it'd be like writing that essay 
left-handed. So, I mean, would you, Merrill, would you consider moving Jason Peters to the right side of that line if Lane and Brandon, for some reason, are not available to go next week? Listen, at this point, I would do anything. If it, if it meant putting Boston Scott in at right tackle, I'd do that <laughs> if it would help the team win. But they, they've got to do something. There's no doubt about that. But hopefully for the Miami game, uh, Lane Johnson is going to be through the concussion protocol, and Brandon Brooks will be back, and that will certainly help, uh, particularly against a, a team like the Dolphins, who are, in a word, terrible. But nothing is guaranteed right now. Uh, the Eagles have to play much better to win in this league. And But now, I will say the, the one bright spot, there were two bright spots, actually. Mm-hmm. One was the play of the defense. The defense was on its heels all day because of what the offense was doing to them. They were relentless in their pressure on Russell Wilson. They came pouring in on waves, and they sacked him time and time again. They made plays in the secondary. They just played great football and came up with an interception and even a lateral trying to do anything they could to turn the game around. And the other bright spot was into the game for the first time. Well, he played a little bit earlier in the season, but for the first significant playing time came Greg Ward, and he had six receptions, and three of them were for first downs. This is a guy that I have watched for quite a while. I thought he was the best receiver in in training camp, and he got an opportunity yesterday, and he made the most of it. Unfortunately, it didn't contribute to a win. Merrill, you led right to my next point. I was going to bring up Greg Ward because you, for weeks or at least in recent weeks, have been saying, you know, maybe they should give Greg Ward a look. You've been telling me that as we've had these interviews. You've been telling me that off the air. Um, Is it an indictment on the Eagles coaches and talent evaluators that Greg Ward wasn't in sooner, considering how poor the wide receiver position has played? No, I would never indict any of the coaches or anybody in the organization. Uh, That is beyond my pay grade, as they say. (laughs) I'm not indicting anybody. I'm just saying that I thought that he was a guy who could give them a zip, and when given an opportunity, he did all of that. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Another thing that was said post-game, Merrill, and and you brought it up a bunch of times in the broadcast. You could hear it in the broadcast. The booing, the fans booing, they're frustrated. Some were leaving early with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, uh, and the Eagles, you know, still within striking distance. Brandon Graham said post-game that the real fans haven't quit on the team yet. What is your opinion on, on how frustrated the fans are? Well, I think we have a lot of real fans in this city, and that includes the people who were leaving at the 10-minute mark because things look so futile. These are the best fans in the NFL. These people came out there yesterday in miserable weather. I went down on the field to do some television before the game, and it was sleeting. It was coming down in cold, icy rain. And these people stood out there, and they screamed, and they yelled, and they had their hearts in this game. And those watching them and listening to them, these are great fans. And the fact that they were frustrated yesterday, they should have been frustrated. Mike and I felt the frustration in the booth. It was evident and there was every reason to feel frustrated by the inept play of the offense. And maybe another thing they may be frustrated by um, is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they should have done it. Other people may disagree. It's kind of a polarizing topic. But down in the fourth quarter, down a touchdown, after one of the turnovers that the Eagles generated on defense, the defense goes to celebrate in the end zone. What do you think about that? I don't think that's any big deal. At this point, the defense is playing great. 
they're trying to energize everybody. They're just, it, it's just a fact of life in the National Football League. Every defense does something big or makes an interception or a turnover, and they go pose for pictures in the end zone quickly. It's just, that's much ado about nothing. Okay. Um, another one, uh, K.J. Wright, linebacker for the Seahawks, said afterwards that apparently the, C- the Seattle defense was able to call out some of the Eagles' plays before they happened. Is that a sign that the Eagles' offense may be too predictable in some cases? No, it's a sign that K.J. Wright wanted to brag about his great (laughs) diagnostic ability. I've seen that and I've heard that from opponents throughout the years. I heard it in the Super Bowl year. I've I've been hearing that for years. Oh, we knew what was coming next. We figured them out. Now, again, that falls into the category of don't pay much attention. Gotcha. And I got one more for you. Um, So, like... um, they're still in it, and it's amazing that they're still in it, even though they have played so poorly and so up and down throughout the season. But they're in it because Dallas had a loss to the, to the New England Patriots, 13-9, so the Eagles are only one game back. And the Eagles keep saying, we got five games to go, still in it, got an easy schedule coming up, this and that, so on and so forth, got a very winnable schedule. But I, I kind of feel like comments like that, don't they kind of they kind of cloud and kind of overshadow the real issues going on? Do you sense that there's enough urgency on this team? I think there's plenty of urgency. Doug Peterson continues to say, "Let's win one in a row. Let's not talk about winning five straight. Just go down and beat Miami." And uh, on paper, it seems like a fait complete, But with the way this team's playing right now, nothing. Absolutely is nothing automatic. They have to focus on the Dolphins, get themselves together, and go down and win. That's all there is to it. The only thing that will boost their confidence and keep them alive is winning, and that is their assignment for this week. Well, fortunately for them and for the city, they're still somehow in it. They're only one game out. Like you said, one game at a time, and next up is the Miami Dolphins. We'll preview it throughout the week. Mel, thank you, as always, for your insight the day after the game. Thank you for, for keeping Philadelphia entertained during what was rather a, a rather brutal game, uh, and we will chat tomorrow morning. I'll give you your one ray of sunshine for the day. They scored one more touchdown than the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> there you go. That's positivity. That's looking at it from a from silver lining perspective. Merrill, thank you very much. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.